It's a pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where you learn ways to save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website, ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money. Our deal diggers always looking for bargains for you. Of late, there's a category that people have spent more time focusing on than any other that we go to stores to do, and that's grocery shopping. There's been a lot of tumult in the grocery business. Lidl, L-I-D-L, the, the huge German supermarket chain, has established a beachhead in the United States. Amazon buying Whole Foods has brought some focus to it. And every store claims to have low prices or the lowest prices. But who really does? The Sun Sentinel newspaper from South Florida went out and surveyed what the prices were on a typical market basket of goods at a variety of the big players. Walmart, the nation's largest supermarket chain, because it's Florida, they track the uh, huge regional supermarket chain Publix, which usually comes in at the top of the heap or near it in consumer surveys on customer satisfaction in supermarkets. Trader Joe's, they did Whole Foods because of the recent purchase of Amazon, Fresh Market, and Aldi. So the absolute cheapest place to shop and it wasn't even close on the market basket of goods, was Aldi. Aldi was far and away the cheapest, and it was a price margin that was the kind of thing that would be an advertiser's dream. In second place, Trader Joe's. Now, let me tell you what's funny about that. Trader Joe's and Aldi have common ownership. And most people who shop at Trader Joe's don't shop at Aldi and vice versa. They serve a different target customer. But both of them are dedicated in the categories that they push in their stores to offering low prices. So both of them beat Walmart. And then after that, everybody was expensive. And your experience may vary. Where they say everybody's uh, experience. There's there's some tagline they say in ads. But I will tell you that I am not at all surprised by Aldi sitting as much cheaper than everybody else. And if you have never shopped in one or went years ago, check them out again because they – Generally, most locations take credit cards now. You still have to bring your own shopping bags. They're open more limited hours. The selection is limited beyond belief. But do you know who was not in this survey? Costco. And if Costco was in this survey, they would have been down there because Costco on average is 30% cheaper on organics than Whole Foods for equivalent size of an organic and quantity and Costco has become a huge force in organics. Ryan's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Ryan. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you, Ryan. How can I be of service to you? I have a retirement planning question for you. 
I am 37, and through my work, I am currently uh, maxing out what is a, through online readings, I, I believe it's somewhat of an equivalent to a Roth IRA, or excuse me, a Roth 401k. Huh. And then... What's it called? What kind of plan is it called? I'm not sure if I can say the name or not. It's just, it's a TSP. Oh, so you're a federal employee. Yes, sir. So Ryan, you don't have something similar. You have something better than. Okay. TSP is the Grand Slam best retirement plan we've got in America. Okay. I was, when I was doing my readings, I was just trying to determine what sort of plan it was. And I know there's several and I know almost nothing about almost all of them. So the, the TSP, the thrift savings plan is, uh, is a plan set up just for federal workers and military personnel. And the TSP allows you to put money aside very similarly to how someone would do it who has access to a 401k at a company or someone at a nonprofit or a hospital who has a 403b plan. But the difference is that what it costs you in management fees to be in the TSP is almost in, it's almost non-existent. It's so cheap. So it means that every dollar you put in, that dollar almost in its entirety goes to work for you. Okay. Where somebody who's in a non-profit and a 403B, they may only have, for every dollar they put in, they may only retain 96 cents that is working for them because of the monstrous fees that they have to pay. In a 401k, they may be only getting the benefit of 98 to 99 cents of each dollar. You're getting 99 point, I think it's 7 cents, 99.7 of every dollar is working for you, which means that is like free investing. Okay, great. Um, I think that actually answered my question, but if if I can go ahead and trudge forward on you. Sure. Um, so um, through the TSP, I'm currently maxing it out. And in addition to that, I'm doing a, a Roth IRA through one of your favorites that's listed on your investments page. And strategically, um, and like I said, I think you already answered it, but strategically, would there be any advantage to maxing out the Roth IRA instead of the, the TSP program through my employer? No, the TSP... Are you doing the Roth TSP or the regular TSP? The Roth TSP. If you're doing Roth TSP and you're maxing that out right now? Yes. That's great. Just keep doing that. And if you on top of that are contributing money to a Roth IRA, you are setting yourself up for a very comfortable retirement. Well, that's the plan. We had a we had a vehicle just get paid off, so that that helped significantly towards Toward that investment. Wonderful. How old's your the car you paid off? It is in 08. So you've got like another, oh, several years with that before it's ready to go to the graveyard. That's my hope. I want to drive it to dust. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And by the way, used cars have gotten to be a better and better deal. And with any car, the longer you drive it, the more it becomes a deal for you. Terry's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Terry. Hi, Clark. Thank you for taking my call. It is an, an honor to speak with you and, uh, and even email your team that works so hard for you. So I appreciate well, you taking you. the time for my call. And it's an honor to have you here today, and I hope I can be of service to you. 
Thank you. My, my question was, um, my husband and I have seemed to find our niche with having rental homes, and it seems to be working out for us. We have a couple and uh, are acquiring a new one. And I was just wondering if you had, what, what are your best suggestions for vetting renters, potential renters? Well, it's your choice how deep and background you want to go. If you're renting properties at the moderate or high end, most often what is considered to be enough backgrounding is to, uh, is to see first with a rental application how many places someone has lived in the last five years. If you're looking at a prospective tenant and they're constantly on the move, that's somebody you probably don't want to rent to because of the expenses you have involved and the vacancy time you have with tenant turnover. So you're looking for someone who wants to move someplace and stay with you. I see. My uh, brother does kind of a funny thing, but I, th- I think it's, it's probably legit. We've really never tried it yet, but uh, he goes and checks out their car, and if it's a mess, then he won't rent to them. <laughs> okay, that's a really brilliant idea, because people who keep a messy car almost certainly also keep a very messy house. That, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, I just might throw that in. This in is your brother's that. idea? Yes. Uh-huh. All right, you tell your brother that he's now a member of Team Clark, because I'm going <laughs> to use that suggestion as well. That's a smart one. Great, great. Okay, another thing is, I think it is worthwhile for you to run a credit check on someone who is a pr- prospective tenant. Okay. And okay. you have to ask the prospective tenant's permission, and you have a, a full right, like any landlord would, with an application to charge an application fee that would cover your hard costs. And I there's understand. a transunion site now that makes it easy for landlords and tenants to check credit, as a tenant check, check his or her own. It's called mysmartmove.com. Okay. And there's also a, a clearinghouse website I like called landlord.com. Great. Part of it when you're selecting a tenant is just a flat out character judgment that you make. But then uh, the suggestion your brother gave, um, but looking at their stability, their history is very important for you. Great. Because getting a tenant in is a lot easier today than getting them out. Yeah, that's the way I understand. You ever had somebody not pay rent? Just one time we got stuck. and um, uh, Me it, too. It, that was it. Uh-huh. I've had uh-huh. that one time also. So I think we're very lucky that it has only happened once, and that's what I mean. We, I think we found our niche. My husband can do so much of the work himself, and uh, I just try to do the phone calling and all the paperwork. So we kind of got a team together. Well, your team is better than our team because I can't do anything at any of my <laughs> rental properties. I have no actual skills. So, But there are other ways to make it work if you don't have those kind of skills, aren't there? There are, and so it has worked for me for 32 years. I've been a landlord now. David's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, David. Hi. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so when are you getting married? Uh, next month. Great. Well, how can I be of service? 
Well, uh, my fiance and I were talking uh, about finances uh, recently, and I mean, we're going to be combining our finances gradually over the next several months. One of her concerns with eventually signing on to like my credit card is I have a very high limit, and she doesn't necessarily feel comfortable signing on to that limit, and suggested that maybe I would uh, be willing to to look into lowering it. And so I started doing some research. And wait, 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 wait! Stop, stop for a second, please, David. Why would okay. she want you to lower your credit limit, which hurts your credit standing? That that's what I didn't understand. I didn't understand that it might hurt, and that was what I was hoping to find out about. <laughs> yeah, that would eat up your credit score. Okay. Do you think she was worried that that if the credit limit's there, you might use it that together that you might just spend that money? Is that what she's fearing? I think her fear is more about the debt to income ratio and whether that might be affected by the by the limit. Okay, that's a very interesting question. The only time that ever becomes a factor is sometimes in mortgage underwriting. A mortgage underwriter may look at it completely differently than how traditional credit scoring does, which is that having a lot of available credit that you're not using boosts your credit score, but sometimes will terrify a mortgage underwriter. Okay. But that's a bridge you don't even have to cross until it ever comes up with a mortgage underwriter who says, you've made me nervous about how much available credit you have. Okay. So uh, as far as her joining on to your account, I believe with a couple, the first priority is each of you should have your own credit cards. Okay. Does she have her own yet? She does, yes. So... I don't know that there's a particular need to rush having a joint credit card or adding her to your card. Okay. Because as far as credit identity and credit score, if each of you have your own credit, you've already done the right things and you'll each have your own score. And as long as you're healthy with how you handle credit, you'll both have great scores. Okay. So that way she doesn't even have to debate with you about what the credit limit should be on the card if she just has her own and you have your own. Okay, that makes sense. One other thing, are both of you, have you been out on your own for a good while? I have. uh, She has not. Okay. And are you both working full-time? Yes. I'd like for you to open a house account where you have a joint checking account, but then each also have your own account with your own funds. Okay. Because that way you have a house account that you pay things like rent or mortgage, um, joint household expenses from, but then you don't get into a power struggle about, well, why did you spend money on this? Or why did you spend money on that if you each in the marriage have your own supply of money to buy things that are personal? And then over time, you find the best way for you to handle money jointly. But I don't want to cause any tension early in a marriage with people saying, well, why'd you do this? Why is your priority that? My priority is this other thing. So if you keep it separate, you keep it simple. And Sean is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Sean. Hey, Clark. I am so happy to get to talk to you. Well, I'm glad to have you here. You have a question about helping your kids. Yes. um, I was getting rid of a couple of credit cards that have annual payments on it, and I was applying for new ones. And they asked me if I wanted to put a 
authorized user on there. And my kids are under 18, and I was thinking, well, that might establish credit for them. But then I remember you saying that they're authorized, they're going to get one when they're 21 anyway. So I was wanting to see if it would help if I'd done it now. Uh, I, I like the idea of you making kids authorized users on your account so they start establishing a credit record and a credit report. And it depends on the issuer if they will, in fact, report the kids and help them develop a file. Just don't tell your kids the cards exist. Oh, I ain't going to do that. Okay. okay, so you add them, and then you've helped them, and then when they become an adult, they then maybe have a leg up on establishing their own credit. And if either of your kids, when they get to college age, go to college, when they turn 21, they're eligible to get college student credit cards, which are very easy to get, much easier than when they graduate from college. Well, I appreciate it, Clark. I thank you very much. Sure. Have a great day. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website, clark.com slash ask, where you go to ask me a question, and you can also ask questions off the air for free from a member of our team. We do that nine hours a day, Monday to Friday, completely free. If you scroll down on our main page of clark.com on the left-hand side, you'll see the number and hours we're available to serve you. So we're about save more, spend less, and when I go to listener events around the country, I see quite a few people that carry iPhones, which is not really a spend less kind of thing, but people love them. One of our Clark.com people is here right now, Michael, and he's got his iPhone he's staring at right now. And when we're in our meetings, a lot of our digital team have iPhones. Kim, Joel, Krista, and I all use Androids, so we're more independent than our digital team. But Apple has been making their new announcements for their new products, and I want to concentrate first on the watch. The new Apple Watch at $400 will have in it its own SIM, which will allow it to be a phone independent of your iPhone or Android. You'll be able to have that uh, Apple Watch and use it as you go. I have had for the last oh, six months, a Chinese smartwatch called a ZTE. It's $192, and it has a SIM card in it, and it works very well as a cell phone. I'm able to go for one of my ultra-slow runs and listen to music from Pandora right on it with wireless headphones and so I don't even have to carry a phone with me. If I run out of gas running and need somebody to come pick me up, I can call them right from the watch. And you will find if you are a gadget freak and you're into the Apple world, you will likely love having the new Apple watch. As for the phones, they're coming in three flavors. The two that most people will be interested in will be the $699 starting price for the 8, which is a 4.7-inch screen, 
And for the 8 Plus, which is a 5.5-inch screen, starts at $799. And then for people who must have the most aspirational thing ever, you can get the X. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the OLED screens that some of these will have is a very special screen. It's what a lot of the high-end Samsung phones have and those from other manufacturers. And the screens are magnificent. The OLED screens have far better battery life than what you're used to with a traditional cell phone screen. And the colors of it, the depth of the colors, extraordinary. It is, it is a wow moment when you see somebody's Samsung um, uh, what is Galaxy S7, 7 Plus, the Note 8, any of that. I mean, they are gorgeous. And so Apple is buying those screens from Samsung and will have those on some of the line of phones. The real deal if you were, because I have to think deals, right? Going to be, if you don't have to have the latest, greatest, is to get a 7 or 7 plus, instead of an 8 or an A plus, 8 plus. Also, you'll get an A plus from me if you bide your time a little bit and wait for the cell phone carriers and their competition with each other to offer deals to you on the newest iPhones. At the same time, there will be special promotions through the cell phone carriers from the various top-end Android players as they try to keep their customer base from defecting to the new iPhones. So I want to ask you, Michael, you were you were totally into the iPhone thing. Is there anything you've been you watch the announcement wall to wall? Is there anything that I have neglected to mention that I should have said? Uh, not really. You touched on most of the major points here. The big thing with the iPhone X, which they're pronouncing the iPhone 10, is that there's no home button. So you're just going to be able to slide up and see your home screen. Also, Face ID technology. So that's a, a way for it to like turn on once you take it out of your pocket and you're walking around. It's going to just come back on by recognizing what your face looks like. So I had a phone with the face recognition years ago, and it just was frustrating. It didn't work well. So I'm hoping that Apple has tested this thoroughly enough that the facial recognition will work very well. Facial recognition will be a good step in protecting the private contents of your phone. So just know, let the people that are fanatics go pay full retail and stand in the lines. You should wait just a hair and wait for the deals to emerge. Kevin is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Clark. Kevin, you're thinking of buying a used Nissan Leaf. I am. Uh, I found uh, one on Craigslist, actually. I checked local dealers, and then I uh, saw the one on Craigslist, met with the guy, uh, checked it out, 
uh, talked to him about it, had him bring it over to the Nissan dealer for him to check everything out. Um, and the price, it's a 2014, and the price he wants is 10000 which there's 2013s at the dealers for 8500 um, and then plus tax title fees and all that that they'll tack on at the dealership. So it comes out about the same, um, and his is a year older and has, like, the backup camera. And Actually, a year newer. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And, and so tell me this. How many miles on the odometer on that 2014? 22,000. Okay, that's not a lot of miles at all, so it's been driven right. very lightly. Gosh, that right. sounds like a deal. Um, yeah, in the, the By where the equivalent of a fuel gauge is, there's a thing you can look at and ask the person to take a picture for you when it's fully charged. They take a picture of that. It'll show you if the battery has degraded at all. Yeah, I checked that, and I looked online, and it's got the twelve, the full 12 bars um, like it's supposed to. So I think it's good to go. My question is actually a sales tax question. Um, we have to do a bill of sale and then do the top transfer at the DMV, so I'm wondering if it's possible to do like is there a requirement on how much he has to sell it to me for and then i could just gift him the rest okay so what for a dollar what generally happens in a state and and this is general advice is that they will take the bill of sale if it's higher than their guide to what used vehicle value should be for that make model and year and they'll take the value that you have paid for it if it's higher than what their guide shows, and they'll charge you the tax on that. On the other hand, this is where you lose either way with a lot of governments, is that if you buy it for less than the value that the guidebook says, they charge you the guidebook tax rate when it's gotcha. from a private seller to a private buyer because... They're, they never know if people have played games or if it's a friend or family member. So the least tax you'll normally pay on a private purchase is that guide that they use. Okay. But, so it may just be better to just uh, go with whatever he's got or ask them what the guide is and put that down? No, go with the bill of sale should be you know, you should have two copies of the bill of sale dated. Both of you signed the VIN number on it, the miles, right. the information on each of you. You have two copies, one for him, one for you. And you take that to uh, your uh, tag or plate office or wherever you do in your state, and they they will assess the tax, how they'll assess it based on that VIN. But okay. you, if you are looking at 1500 higher, than the dealers are charging for the prior model year. Why don't you see if you can move that price with this guy down just a touch, maybe, so you can get it for 9500 Then you're not saying, well, it's a better deal because then you know you're getting a better deal. Patty is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Patty. Hi, how are you? Great. Happy birthday coming up. Yes, sir. Yes, it's a close and a big one. Well, how can I be of service with that big one? Well, um, I have I have a retirement fund with the company that I've been with for 27 years, and it's, it's a gift. It's not one that I've invested in. 
and now they're telling now they're asking me how I want that money and you know I I was not planning on getting that money now while I'm still employed and I plan to work for another 15 months or so so um I was I was wondering what's the best way to um what should I tell them Now do you have to take it now or is it just an option when you turn this special birthday well, the letter that I received um, said that if I don't let them know by October 1st, then they will decide how to send it to me. Ooh. And you said this is a fully employer-paid, uh, almost like a pension plan, retirement it, plan. It is a pension. Yes, sir, it's a pension. All right. So what you do want from them, if you must take it at age 65, is what you're gathering from this? Yes, sir is that what you normally would want is they will offer you an option of paying you a check every month for the rest of your life? Yes, sir. That's that, exactly what they've offered. That is almost always the best option. Okay. Now, people in the financial industry will tell you that's terrible and you want to get a lump sum distribution, which is what they'll do if you don't do anything, or you can oh. elect that option. But the reality is you are likely not to ever be able to generate an equivalent amount of income for yourself from a lump sum, what you will get guaranteed every month from that as a pension. Okay. So I'm a big fan of you doing it as a pension payment. How strong does the company you work for seem financially? This, this feels strong. Okay, so that's a key thing because you're relying on their financial strength so that a pension doesn't end up being federalized, which you don't want. But I love you taking that as a monthly check. It's one less okay. thing you have to worry about in retirement. Okay. And are you going to take Medicare at 65 or are you going to wait because you're going to keep working? I, I've actually got my card. Uh, just for the A, the plan A. Okay. All right, so you'll have supplement from your place of work. Uh, my husband's still employed. Well, perfect. So it sounds like you got everything right in a row financially. Good for you. Derek is with us on the Clark Howard Show. And Derek, you got all excited about a new offer from T-Mobile, and then you found out somehow it doesn't apply to you. What's going on? Well, thank you, Clark, for taking my call, and I am so appreciative of being on your show. I've learned a lot from you over the years, and I'm happy to say I've applied a good number of it, and a lot of it I learned from my parents as well. So great credit score and zero debt in all of my life. I don't even know what debt means. So Congratulations. So <laughs> Doesn't that yeah. feel great, having no debt? It does feel great. It does feel great. It really does. So the company is T-Mobile. And they are starting today with a promotion that says we can get Netflix. I'm a T-Mobile customer, so I got really excited. Even though Netflix is not even something I really care about using, I just got excited because it's free, right? Free. We love free. Yeah, but Netflix on I, us is what it's called. Netflix on us, yes. So I went into a T-Mobile store because I wanted to learn more about this, and I learned that... Well, they're not really telling you this on the, at the store level, but they will tell you this when you call in today, and that is that you to qualify for the Netflix on us, you have to be on the latest T-Mobile 
One plan. Now, I'm on a T-Mobile One plan, which gives me two lines for $100. But the latest T-Mobile One plan is two lines for $120. So it would cost you money to get the Netflix on us. You'd go backwards to raise your rates $20, which, and you know, that's also true for our producer, Kim. And you know who else is knocked out of this? There's a plan for people that are 55 and over. Right. Which is two yeah. unlimited lines for 60 a month. So what they did, this was really targeted at family plan people who were on you know, four lines four. or more. Right. And they did not make that clear when they had their uncarrier event. It was just all about this is great, this is great, all our customers are going to get this thing. And then, whoops, well, we're not including right. these people, we're not including these people, and, and <laughs> right. who knows who else. Except you, except you, except you, and except you. <laughs> and so what's so funny about this is T-Mobile has used the Uncarrier series of events where they give, like, free international and free this and free right. that. They've always yeah. used it as a way to win trust with people, and this is the first time I, I can remember that they had a giveaway that instead of building trust, they made people mad. Right. Yeah, this one definitely, uh, and, and if you go into the stores, which I did, uh, they act ignorant of what I'm talking about. They're like, no, 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 you're, I'm sure you're qualified. No one's told us anything differently. Well, wait, but it's not just at I the stores. The- not just at the stores. Our producer, Kim, who called was told, oh, we'll send you a code for it, and then the code didn't come. She called back, and they said, oops. So uh, who knows? You know, T-Mobile has done such a great job not being the adversary of their customers, and we'll see if there's some way they make this right, and you and me talking about it is the first step with doing that. But definitely, you don't want to volunteer to pay more per month. To have less, absolutely not. Exactly. So for now, Netflix is not for you. (laughs) You No, it's not for me. It's not for a lot of customers. So, yeah, I just wanted to warn all of your listeners, do not upgrade. Whatever you do, don't go to the website where it says upgrade because it will force you into a new T-Mobile One plan, but it will cost you more in the end. Right. You can buy your Netflix and spend less than you would clicking for upgrade here Thank you for that advice for your fellow listener and continue to build such a solid financial life for yourself. It's really great. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark Smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to Clark.com newsletters.